Do you know how much I love you? If you could take all the words in the language, it still wouldn't describe how much I love you. And if you could gather all those words together, it still wouldn't describe what I feel for you. What I feel for you is everything. I love you more than everything. Everything? Yeah, everything. Welcome back, Analysis listeners. Want to bring back some old friends, some guys who just can't get enough of this podcast. From Denver, Colorado, Mike Hammond, Jordan Harris, say hi to the people. What's up? Hey, Bob, and more importantly, hey, listeners. Ah, more importantly, huh, asshole? But yes, hello, listeners. Welcome back. Welcome back to our comfy movie hangout here, and today we're going to be talking about a movie... And I was hoping that this conversation could be a stem off of our uh, conversation that we had on our Steve Carell podcast. So a few months back, we did a case for Steve Carell. We profiled and talked about all of our favorite Steve Carell movies. And he's released two this year, one which was a total stink turd bomb, apparently called Welcome to Marwin, which just looked awful from the get. The first trailer I saw looked like trash but he also did another movie which is sitting out there right now if you guys have amazon prime uh, and it's called beautiful boy and it stars him and timothy chalamet and it's based on some memoirs that are written by uh, by an author named david chef and it's about substance abuse and relapse and i really think that this is my favorite Steve Carell performance probably after uh, Foxcatcher. And I, I'm just going to start us off on this conversation on just life has gotten really rough for Michael and Holly post Scranton. Don't you guys feel? <laughs> yes. That was the first thing I wanted to bring up. We I it last. I, I don't understand that decision to put them. I, even though they don't really share screen time, you can't put and, the most. And it's years after the fact. But it's just, yeah, it, they're such a, uh, the, the best comedic couple of all time in such a serious, depressing movie. It was distracting for me. Uh, so I thought that was an odd choice. The first phone call they had, did you think Michael was going to be like, hey, what's going on, you old bastard? Yeah, we've seen you around here, you old bastard. <laughs> you old bastard. So, uh, had to take the cheap joke there. But, um, yeah, just a, just a really interesting movie and i guess i'll start by saying i've always had a, a an interest or a, a fascination with uh, drug addiction now i'm not a drug user and but just i think around middle school or high school a lot of us were watching requiem for a dream uh, just as a Leonardo DiCaprio fan, as I was growing up, I also watched Basketball Diaries and Leonardo DiCaprio reference Everybody Drink. And uh, my favorite show of all time, as I became more of an adult, was Breaking Bad. So just, uh, just I've always kind of been interested in addiction, why people choose to do these drugs that they, they know are awful, what relapse is like. And uh, in, in, in this movie is is very interesting, and I think it does 
the best job of any movie that I've seen of really discovering and understanding relapse. And, uh, and I also think that it's kind of built on the strength of its performances by Steve Carell and Timothy Chalamet. What were your guys' first impressions on the movie? And let's paint a little picture here for the listeners of our experiences growing up and uh, witnessing some uh, people go through similar uh, events because while I don't think our experiences are, are unique by any means, we did grow up in a place where uh, high school kids struggled with drug addictions and had access to different drugs and were doing a bunch of crazy shit and we've lost people like that we were friends with growing up to heroin overdoses um, and it's you know it, it wasn't rampant in our town but it, it happened so um, you know I, I view you know, I'm looking I'm watching this movie through that perspective of our experiences yeah I totally agree I think the the part in there where he kind of reconnects with different people in his life at different points of his addiction from when he's clean to when after he relapses we would see people kind of like that where they were okay one time we'd see them and then a year later, you bump into him and be like, you don't look right. This is bad. You're probably back to doing X, Y, Z. And so maybe it just hit home a little more because we've been used to that. But that was a huge takeaway for me was kind of being in that experience before. That was a storytelling aspect that I really enjoyed was that the Nick, the, the kid, wasn't uh, just a, a degenerate drug user. They showed times of genuine sweetness when he's, you know, a great older brother to his uh, younger siblings. And he was a caring kid to his family and it wasn't you know they intermixed that with the the outrage and the anger that he would go through and would lash out and i thought that just seemed very realistic yeah Yeah, the non-linear storytelling definitely helped Mm -hmm. with that as well mike you were saying i was gonna say that's the best part of the movie from a character perspective i think is steve carell trying to understand what is going on this kid was never i didn't beat him we didn't do anything terrible to him we don't think he experienced any like serious trauma. Why is he doing this? I don't understand. And that disconnect being such a difficult thing for a parent to deal with and him going through the roller coaster of that just over and over and over again. It's something that we've debated amongst ourselves plenty of times, you know, the question of what makes someone seek out such destructive behavior and want to do these things? Like how come right. the same people, how can the same people that we grew up with that had the same shared experiences turn to heroin and do these other things where you and I can just be like, uh, no man, like getting drunk is kind of fun. Like maybe a little high. I'm not doing heroin. That's like, yeah, a, that's yeah. a, that's I'm a not huge needle in my arm. But you know, it happens. And this movie doesn't attempt to answer those questions because to your point, I don't, I, we don't know those answers. You know, we don't know what makes people drive themselves to do these things. And, um, watching Carell struggle with trying to understand that, you know, and there's one point where he's even doing the drugs himself to try to understand. Which I didn't like, by the way. You didn't like that? He, no, I didn't like that he did the actual it, drug. I can't. That it was like unrealistic? It. I don't like it. It's a real life memoir. It's built, yeah. it's based on a, an actual events. I don't know how. Yeah, I'm not necessarily criticizing. I just don't get why you would do that, but it, it was just a bizarre thing to me. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really against it as a story part. I was just like, eh, I don't know if I like that. So, yeah, Jordan, you, you have a really great point that it doesn't offer a solution. And it's, it's really about capturing that struggle with the despair of the relapse. And I think Steve Carell's performance, I, I actually think this might be my favorite performance he's done. I, I don't know if I'm prisoner of the moment right now, but 
he's so subtle and detailed, but that arc of him trying to control it and him in and, and Mike, I think he goes through all those great lengths because he thinks that there's something he hasn't tried or something he hasn't done. That's going to give him an advantage to beating this thing. And at the end of the day, him having to come to grips with, I can't control this. I can only support you and bring you love, but there is nothing that I'm going to be able to do that's going to get you to stop this. This has to be your decision. You have to want to stop this. You need to go through this. I can't I can't save you. I think that that was a really interesting arc and not one that I've seen in a lot of movies that deal with these same issues. And that's why, again, I guess that's kind of a spoiler alert, but the last scene of the movie is so powerful when they're sitting in those chairs and it's kind of that faraway shot and Corral is just stone-faced looking ahead like I've done this I've been through this how many times and like he's just used to it where earlier in the movie he's freaking out every time anything happens trying to fix it or losing his temper and now he's just like well we're back here again um this is probably gonna happen again and again and all I can do is sit here and be with you and that's it I thought the saddest scene in the movie was when Carell is talking to Amy Ryan and he has succumbed to the idea that his kid will die. And then he mm-hmm. said, he's said bye to his kid and realizes that at least he thinks that no matter what he does is going to help. And so he can just say bye and say, I'm done and that's it. And, you know, that might not even be the right decision, but that's where he was at emotionally at the time. And uh, to see him kind of give up a little bit was that was, the I think, the, the, the saddest, most emotional scene for me. It was it was terrifying. It was horrifying. I think he, I, I that moment to me, I, I I'm it, it's giving me goosebumps right now. I, I still am feeling the shockwave of it, and the, the moment where he, because because the whole time just at the drop of a hat he's going to run out the door. He's going to fly to New York in the middle of the night. He's going to to, to neglect his his other piece of his family and he's going to neglect his work and, and, and everything, you know, for the sake of, of, of healing this boy and to, to come to the understanding that nothing's going to matter. This is completely out of my control. And to, to have to have that moment, that scene, and, and then, and then to try to explain to her, to try to explain to Amy Ryan, the, where they're at and they're powerless was, Oh God, it was so gripping. I like this scene also when they do the flashback a bit and they like smoke weed together in the car and he's probably thinking back to like, is this my fault? Did I, I did that when I was a kid. What the hell? People just keep going and do these crazy drugs and that generational gap of like, it's just this or just that. And him like going back through his mind was also, I thought pretty cool and interesting to add that in. Well, yeah, the movie reads like a memoir. Like it flips back and forth the nonlinear storytelling and it, and it, reads almost like you're turning the pages of the book and it's in it's just these moments that happen and these thoughts that happen that he's just logging and and thinking about which i think was a really interesting part of the storytelling yeah i actually i, th- I found it a bit distracting um i get what you're saying about how it how it plays out on screen like a memoir but it took me out of the moment a little bit as it would jump around um so i wasn't a huge fan of that you would have rather had it be linear yeah, it, it just kind of seemed like there was sort of tonal shifts, which I guess were done intentional because they wanted to flash back and show that, you know, they were happy at times. And it kind of, they were doing it a lot in the beginning of the movie and then they just kind of stopped. And once they stopped having those flashbacks, uh, it really hit a little bit harder for me. Okay. 
you know, one thing that we are missing here, though, I will say is a parent's perspective, right? Because none of us are parents, and this movie is essentially every parent's worst nightmare. Good so I, I can't even... I, I would, would imagine that any parent watching this film would turn it off after 20 minutes because it's just... It's your worst fear. It's, it's yeah. just so scary, yeah. And and they do a good job of highlighting through the memoir and the movie how it's an education problem. It was like access to information at the time. There was no understanding of what the drug did to people, where they would get it, all that stuff. And I guess that's... What else can you do but no have all the information, I guess? Something Were you enlightened by this? Because I... I did not know a lot about just biology, the biology behind what the drug did to the to the brain. I think when they, they broke certain things down for you to really give you full perspective of just the odds that they were against and how these doctors were very transparent and frank with Steve Carell's character about what he was up against, what type of relapse, and, and, and even just 400 days sober every single day is is another opportunity where he's going to slip away and so it was like that's why i didn't find myself getting as frustrated as i normally would because you're like really understanding the nature of relapse did you guys did was that some of that enlightening i well i found it more disheartening than empowering because you you learn those things and it's still out of steve carell's control right like armed with all that knowledge it didn't matter and so, to me, that's the really sad but true part of this, is that it, it didn't matter how much he educated himself. It didn't matter how much he learned. Um, it, it was fruitless. No, I just thought just as an audience member, the, the, the facts were very interesting to me in regards to the biology. That's what I was sure. talking about. Yeah. yeah, definitely. But I always put myself in the shoes of you know, the characters of Steve Carell. And I think, like, yeah, it's interesting. But if I'm in this situation, it's not helpful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man. Uh, so what did you guys think of Chalamet? He's kind of coming on. He, I, I actually think he probably should have had some sort of recognition for this any point during award season, but I digress. What did you guys think about his performance? I thought he was really good. I'm this, excited for the future for that guy for sure. Yeah, I mean, this is really the first time that I've seen him because I never saw. Well, Call me uh, by your name, or whatever. Call me by okay. your name, and he was in Lady Bird, but I actually don't recall his role that much. It's in kind that of movie. a bit part in it, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was like one of the douchey boyfriends. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, that movie really didn't utilize his full skill set, but I, I actually, I'm gonna walk this out there. New Leo. I think wow. he. I think he's. I think he has the opportunity and the skill set to do the new Leo. And I even and everybody drink. Just continue to drink because I'm gonna go off here for a minute. <laughs> um, but I really see some of the similar career trajectory. Like Call Me by Your Name, you get nominated. You're on the scene a little bit like Gilbert Grape. Obviously not similar characters, but just kind of uh, indie art house drama. You get nominated. Uh, now he's. In his early 20s, he does this drug addiction movie, uh, completely 
compassionate, uh, very natural. Uh, definitely, despite all of all of this behavior, you, you, you're very compassionate for his character and, and, and empathetic. Kind of a little bit like di Basketball Diaries. He's even going to play uh, Louis V in a movie coming up. A little bit like Man in the Iron Mask. So you're getting a little classical costume drama. I'm starting to feel, I think he's a couple movies away from really cementing himself as the man. The next big talent. I'm not sure that he has the heartthrob status that Leo had coming up, uh, which which gave Leo a lot of notoriety. Um, and I would have to see him a few more times to have any kind of opinion like that. But I will say it's probably a better take than my Zac Efron is the new Leo from 10 years ago, <laughs> because I was definitely wrong about that He's one. He's playing Ted Bunny in a movie, by the I, way. Did you I, see that? I cannot believe that guy didn't. I thought he was going to be great. I really did. I thought I, Zac, Zac Efron had it all. I wasn't in on that one. I never liked that guy that much. I don't know. Man, I, I've never heard Zach Efron is the new Leo, but gonna after have to seventeen play. again, man, I, th I thought it was gonna be just all, all you know, the sky's the limit for Zach Efron all, all the time. Yeah. I looked it up though, Bob. I didn't. He's twenty three, man. He's so young. Oh man, is really, he is a, a whole. You know, he can kind of do whatever he wants now. I feel like. Yeah, there's there's some just like powerhouse young dudes between him and in. La La Land over there. Dame, uh, Chazelle. Yeah, Damien Chazelle. They should do a movie together. They're just like, yeah. hey, we're both 20 and amazing. Let's just fucking do a movie. <laughs> but uh, I really think Chalamet is really authentic in this movie. I I was all in. I was all in on... on I, I really didn't think he had a misstep. There's just He was yeah. so natural. He's, he's a very natural, realistic, just turn the mirror to nature kind of actor. And that's the kind of actor I appreciate, and I see I see Leo in there a little bit. I really enjoyed the diner scene when he freaks out and he asks Steve Carell for money, and he gets really angry, and you can tell he kind of flips there. He's trying to pretend like everything's great, like he's doing <laughs> I'm so fine, well. Fine, I know it's good, but good. he gets to the point of asking for money like really quickly, and you can tell that like yeah, he's yeah. Jones, and, and he's like something. anxious, and he like is angry, but he knows he's he's angry, but you can tell in his face he's like sad at himself. He doesn't he's, you know, he doesn't yeah he's got shame. He's, Mm -hmm. Right, right. He's very shamed and doesn't. And you're like, wow, you can really feel that. And for a kid that age to be able to do that, I think he's going to be great. And while there's definitely scenes where he's acting out and being emotive, he does a lot with just facial expressions. And you can tell when he's mm -hmm. on edge, or you can tell when he's clean, or, you know, obviously oh, yeah. when he's on heroin, yeah. it's really obvious. Yeah, exactly. Like when he sits down at that table, it, you know instantly what's going on. Uh, even just even the scene with the with the with the money the the brother's money goes missing the eight dollars and it's like are you high right now and it's just like oh he's he's doing an amazing job of doing everything he can to show that he's not high but still being high the actor right you know so it's like yeah. man this is that's incredible it's incredible performance yeah, but I just I was I was really impacted by the movie and I just I was really happy to see Steve Carell do this and and you know there's a, there's a lot of opportunity to go off the wall and to overplay it and i thought that he was so subtle and so detailed and you know we're some of the biggest steve carell fans that there are and i just i was i was really happy and wanted to just give some awareness to this movie is to give it a stream go out there watch it definitely definitely worth watching i, I will say though i th you know for a movie that is covering and tackling such a tough depressing topic I didn't find the movie as depressing as I thought it should have been. It just didn't seem 
to hit that hard for me. And I thought part of that was because of the nonlinear storytelling, but part of it might have just been, I don't know, it just seemed to miss a little bit. Okay. It's well, a little well, nitpicky because well, it's worth a watch. But One thing I wrote down is it was a two-hour runtime, which was, I thought, a little bit long, but I wondered if they just wanted you to feel the same way as everyone in the movie feels, where it just keeps going on and on, and then it just kind of ends abruptly, and you find out that he is better, but that's just the life that they're trying to portray, the director is. Yeah. But Did, did you guys get frustrated? Were you frustrated by him? The on kid? That, yeah, just like after that 400 days sober, I'm working with the facility, I've got this job, I've got a sponsor, I'm sponsoring other people, and then he the relapse again. Did you are, Were you guys finding yourself getting frustrated by the, just the in and out oh, of the Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah you, you're talking to yourself like, dude, just don't fucking do it. And like, he had opportunities to not do it. And he, in the movie, you can even see him wrestling with those decisions like, fuck, I know I shouldn't do this, but I'm about to do it. I got frustrated when he brought in the girl into it. Yeah. That was pretty shitty. At that point, you have your own struggles, but when you start getting other people addicted to stuff that ruins your life, that's right. Andy that's totally abandons great. her in the movie, right? He says that yeah. he's going to be there for her and right. like, follow her to the hospital after she ODs and he has to bring her back to life, and then he bails on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he, well, that's that's the tail end of, of the movie, too, where he's really falling off the, off the wagon. Yeah. Yeah. But it's okay. natural to be frustrated. How are you not frustrated? Yeah. Wait, Bob, what did you think about... I was kind of uh, thrown off a bit by the score. There's a couple moments where they have this really... Uh, Swelling. Like loud... Yeah. yeah trying it, to build suspense, which I thought was kind of out of place. It Well, for the tone of the scene, I agreed with you that the, the filmmaking itself... Because this this movie, to me, was was on the performances and the writing... Uh, and the perspective but there were some things tonally that i was like ah, odd and this the swell of the music reminded me a little bit of manchester by the sea you guys remember that scene where he's he's explaining he's explaining to the cops what happened to his family and he's explaining how the log rolled out and then it like builds to this huge overbearing uh, music crescendo and that's when he goes for the gun and everything it reminded me a little bit of that where it's like ah like tone this to bring the music down and they also did different they had different musical tones sometimes sometimes it was, felt like really classical other times it felt kind of like jazzy and weird there wasn't like a, a ton of uh, there wasn't a lot of cohesiveness with the music i felt did you guys is that where you were getting at jordan yeah it's it's, it's tough for me especially not being a, a a musical person to put a finger on it but it when it it's almost like if i notice it it kind of Takes seems you off yeah mm-hmm. and and that's how i felt with you know the first time i was like oh that's kind of weird and then they did it a second a time i think and i was just like yeah this is just sort of odd that they're trying to build the suspense using music for these scenes that are suspenseful enough on their own yeah just let it live just you yeah know, you're over directing it essentially i thought that they shot the movie in, in a very interesting way for the types of movies that this is so i had mentioned uh, requiem for a dream and basketball diaries uh, you could even add what's the one with you and McGregor, uh, Train Spotting. Train Spotting. But yeah. uh, you know they're always just kind of like dark, grungy. It's like this, like the streets. We get like the like the, the the lens is almost like dirty from the streets. And this one was like really clean looking. It was a very like San Francisco. It was like it's never really a town mm-hmm. that gets a lot of. At least for me, I've never had a lot of exposure to San Francisco drugs or San Francisco drug culture. So it's kind of interesting the way it looked. It's a little different. Yeah, definitely. So, um, 
But you know, this movie, uh, I felt like this movie was definitely going for that that Oscar bait, that Oscar run. Yeah, and, and it, pretty, it missed. It missed. Yeah. But I don't know why. I, I think if if Steve Carell, if they would have billed him as a supporting actor, I I could have seen him getting in there somewhere. I mean, I still think it's we're, we're splitting hairs over whether he's fifth place or not because it seems to really be Sam Elliott or Mahershala Ali. But I, And then Chalamet, I, man, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that he didn't get more love. But I think he's got a really great career ahead of him. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, looking real quick, what he's got upcoming. Apparently, Call Me by Your Name is getting a sequel, which seems kind of odd. I know I didn't see it, but I didn't think of it as a movie that would get a sequel. Did no one see that? <laughs> I, I didn't. I see saw it. I, oh, I you really saw it. Did it. you like it? Yeah. Okay. There's a podcast out there somewhere on here of uh, Call Me by Your Name with me and Hayes. Okay. And it looks like he's got quite a bit upcoming in the next year or two, so we'll get to see him a lot. Okay. Okay. Cool. Well, any final thoughts, guys? Don't do drugs, kids. Yeah, stay off the drugs. Yeah, you can't. You can't do really hard drugs. I think that's the yeah. takeaway. You just ruin everyone's life around you. Collateral drugs are bad. Is a bit too okay. much. Drugs are bad. <laughs> uh, my final thought is: I really love this song "Beautiful Boy" by John Lennon, and it's in Mr. Holland's Opus, which is a movie that I've loved for a very long time. But that's what I'm going to play you guys out with. It's just a beautiful, 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 beautiful boy. So thank you guys for listening. Guys, thanks for hanging with me and coming back on the pod. I always appreciate our conversations, okay? Anytime. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye! Well, well, well. It isn't Michael Scott, you old bastard. Well, I never thought I'd see your face around these parts, you old bastard. Well, I did show my face around these parts, you old bastard. Why? You're some sort of wise guy, huh? I most certainly am. Don't! Oh, me. Okay. Yes, it's a long way to go, but in the meantime, before you cross. Take my hand Life is what happens to you While you're busy making other plans